The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax. This is Topo. <laughs> Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fofop. I'm Will Anderson. Uh, guest Charlie Clawson, number one. Dave Anthony is here. Uh, well, yeah, we're in the 70s now, so we're going up towards our 100th. I wonder if we should have a special... I always like to have a live show for a celebration. <laughs> for ours? Yeah. So I had it for like the, yeah, we had our Tofop 100th and we, and we had the Fofop Fofengers 200th, yeah. which got reviewed very nicely it on the did. AV Club, which yeah, is very nice. nice. Thank you to that. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, so maybe we should have like uh, 100th for us. I don't see why not. Right. That seems like a thing. But right? when do you think that'll happen? I mean, it's hard because you're going back. I am, yeah. I'm, I'm going back to my wife for a while. To my real life, Dave. Yeah. For I the know. last two years, I've been on the run. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've just been able to be whoever I wanted to be. Yeah. Uh, I notice, and we'll get to London, um, you know, how much my personality is affected by, you know, how good a time I'm having in my surrounds. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so it'll be, I, I must admit, I'm a little bit nervous about going back to IRL world. I don't, I don't yeah. really know how I'm going to kind of handle being back in. Even this week, I was on holidays um, in Hawaii. We'll jump all over the place. It's been a while since I've talked. Where in Hawaii? Uh, so we went to the big island first. Yeah. Uh, Kona, we stayed because we had some friends there. Uh-huh. So I met Amy there. She flew over from Australia with her friend to there, and then I flew there and met her. How long is the flight from Australia to Hawaii? Uh, nine hours. That's not bad. Yeah, so it's 14 to LA. Yeah. So it takes five to, fl- <laughs> weirdly yeah, enough, I get it. <laughs> it adds up. <laughs> Uh, so there is a math involved in that. Like it all works But out. the weird thing is that you must then fly pretty much over Hawaii because that's not necessarily would have been the case with everywhere. I can right. say it took nine hours to fly to somewhere and it can right. still take, you know. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know how flight works. <laughs> I'm up on flight. Right. Okay. So, um, yeah. So Kona, which was a bit boring, to be honest, uh, first. Yeah. It's just a bit too much, uh, like, you know what? It'd be a lovely place to retire to. Mm-hmm. And uh, it felt like most of the people who were there had. Yeah. Either from society or from old age. Yeah, <laughs> One yes. of the two. Yes. They'd retired from laws and wanting to obey them. Yeah, there's a lot of that there. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of that there. Um, so that was quite an interesting experience. We, but they were also very friendly. Um uh, we went to see Mad Max one night. Oh, yeah, which yeah. probably gives you an indication on you know how chock full of excitement yeah Kona is after nine o'clock yeah, at night. It's not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot going on. Yeah, but we went to see Mad Max, and uh, um, we were going to get a taxi back to where we were staying afterwards from you know because we'd had to go to the the oh, burbs. No. Yeah, yeah, to the multiplex, and uh, and then like a lady heard us calling a taxi and just like gave us a lift back into town. They were friends. <laughs> they were friendly people, you know. <laughs> That is how, yeah, that's very Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah. Uh, yeah, so we did that first, but then like the second half, well, the like the the second two thirds, we went to Honolulu. We stayed in Waikiki basically, uh-huh. and then did a bit of uh, driving around the island as well, which was awesome. Kate went to there were some other places we went to that I can't really remember the name. You of. didn't. You didn't. Kailua. One of them was uh-huh. called Kailua. Yeah. That was pretty great. And there yeah. was a, some beach there that I probably could have like, stayed on. You know, when you like look at houses and I was like, oh, that house is empty. Yeah. And we're only here for another day. Do you think we could like live in there for a day? <laughs> or what does it cost to even rent it for a day? We'll, we'll rent it overnight. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty great to stay on the beach in places like that. Yeah. So that's kind of, you know, we do. But a you didn't bit get a uh, uh, Kauai, the small island? No, did that's not the go one. to. I yeah. I, look, I mean, it's we only great. had a limited time. Yeah. And, and look, and so. Part of what I did one day was I just wanted to have a little bit of a relax. I was at, yeah, I needed a bit of a, like a, a break and holiday, but I can't yeah. really take too much of a break. And this is like, this, this story kind of is indicative of that, which is that one day I decided I was just going to, we'd been doing some activities, you know, mm-hmm. we went like uh, parasailing. Yeah, like oh, you did? Hawaiian things. Yes. Those you were know. very Hawaiian things. Those are those something the natives were doing yep. years ago before uh, the white man came. We swam with some dolphins. We went uh-huh. parasailing. Yeah. You, you know. did all the stuff. Yeah, all the stuff yeah. you do. Yeah. You know, yeah. we walked past a luau. Yep. Did not go in. Of course she did. <laughs> got the yeah. gist. Yep. Got the gist of it, Luau. And <laughs> yep. that'll do. Ah, that's a Luau. Yeah. It's like we saw the trailer and we went, oh, we can work out what happens in the rest of it. They should do. I wonder if they do a vegetarian Luau or like pull out a big thing of corn. The corn's ready. Yep. It's called a Lou. There's Lou. no owl. There's no owl. It's no, just the, like, ah, oh, corn. Um, so, you know, we'd done all those sort of things. And then I was like, uh, Amy just wanted to go and like, you know, ha- have a facial or get a massage or whatever, sure. you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. So I'm like, what am I going to do? And so by the swimming pool of the Why hotel. a massage and a facial? Did not feel like, I don't, you know, A, I don't really like people touching me. And <sighs> okay. B, I don't really like people touching me. But particularly my face. They're well, too close and then I don't know how to breathe. You, so you don't and then like, like can't be relaxed because I'm so paranoid about like what does my breath smell like or how I, close this okay. person is to my face. Yeah, this is all getting weird. I, uh, I've weird. never had it's a facial, normal. but I have a massage, yeah. Yeah. You don't like, like massages? Well, also my hips. Like I, I've had bad ex- – most of my massage experiences have been closer to the stuff they did to suspected terrorists at Gitmo. Because <laughs> <Like>, <laughs> you tell them, you go, my hips are a little uh, – uh, delicate and then they go yeah okay uh, let me let me just show yeah. you how i can fix them that's and then, that is what they do and then they do it and you're they like can't i'm fix them. dying yeah you're killing me right yeah. this is meant to be pleasant and it's not pleasant i recall having that i had i had a knee injury and i try and uh, for a year i had this knee injury and i kept trying to tell them don't touch my knee and they would do it and i'd always be like oh my fucking god yeah every time right it's crazy and the other thing is like if you don't have like I'm my neck's very sensitive and sore. So just in general? Just in general. You just have a this has nothing to do with the hips. You just you're just a person with a sensitive and sore neck. Yeah, I would say that's that's fair. That's like your daily like that's how you exist in the world. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> with a constant dullness in my neck at best. Is it because you sleep weird all the time or it's just a sensitive neck? Yeah. Well, this is my point, is that like Whatever I do, yeah, I can throw out my neck. Oh, like, so you have a fragile neck. I have. <laughs> it's like one of those things that, like, it can be like on the plane trying to get a bit of sleep. Okay, that's it. My neck's done for a week. Or it can just be like, what's that over there? Ah, oh, shit. Like, oh, you would have never lasted in a circus. Ah, or or in a, just even in a competitive tennis match. <laughs> like, <laughs> never been to the Australian Open. <laughs> like that's. 
After they go into Bryce. I know how I'm going to kill you now. Yeah. I'm going to say, oh my God, look up there. Well, that's, that's why I'm surprised. You look up and you just Last fall down. year when I had my car accident, like that was like for me, normally I just imagine like if I had a car accident that badly, my neck would just snap off. Right. My head would just snap off. Yeah. But like I just walked away from that one with nothing. They still, they but still... I can like sleep funny and then suddenly. And then it's all fucked. Yeah. Pillows. I, I had a sore neck for a month and I went to the doctor and he went, uh, he checked it out and he goes, he goes, why don't we try something first? Switch pillows. And I was like, what? He goes, just go buy and leave here. Go buy a new pillow. Went and bought a new pillow. The next day I woke up fine. Right. But that is not a guy who was actually a chiropractor. No, that he wasn't a, guy, a doctor or a chiropractor. That's a really clever pillow salesman. That was, <laughs> did I mention I was in a yeah. pillow store? No, this is, this is this new marketing they're doing. So what you do, it's a real scam. You've fallen, yeah. you've fallen for one of the biggest scams yeah. going around at the moment, the old yeah. pillow scam. Because uh, what happens is, it's like the fake fronts to ATMs, you know, they put on yeah. so they can scan your credit cards. Yes. So what they do is next to the pillow store, they set up a fake chiropractic yeah. shop, but every solution, every issue is, you know what you need? New pillows. Okay, but let me just let me just say something. And I understand that this is an organized crime thing that's out there and it's legitimate. Yeah. But it feels like there's not a lot of money that can be made with the scale. In pillows? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like $100 a pillow minimum for a good pillow. All right. Per just pillow, just seems- and mate, per pillow cost making pillows, two cents, <laughs> two cents in Bangladesh. Wow, you can okay. get a pillow for two cents. All right, yeah. So what are we gonna do about this <laughs> pillow crime syndicate? So I am um, okay. So what I wanted to do was I wanted to lay by the pool on a, a day bed around the pool, they had which these, is like, the best thing you can do on holiday, as far as I'm concerned. Right. So they had these like day beds that were kind of like I guess they look like queen like size mattress futons, yeah, yeah. right? And uh, with pillows, assorted yeah. pillows. Fantastic. Any pillow. Yeah. Any pillow you want. Yeah. Exactly. How much? So uh, I said to them, "How much is it for yeah. the, the day bed? A thousand? No. Well, here's the thing. I was thinking, okay, it's going to cost me. Because it, it's all day, I knew it was an all day thing. Yeah. You couldn't do it by the hour. I was like three hundred bucks. It's yeah. gonna cost me three hundred dollars. I'm thinking more. Well, here's the thing: less. Oh, and surprisingly less for me, at least. Oh. I don't know if other people book at this, but you know when, like, because it was an expensive hotel too, where everything right. cost more than it should. Yeah. And this was the one thing that I was like, "Are you sure? Hundred and fifty dollars drink minimum." So as long as you drank or... Okay, I'm sensing a hitch. No, is the $150 a drink minimum? That's how much you have to spend on booze? Yeah. Or is it also with a drink minimum? No, so it's $150, right? Yeah. The bed. But how much are the drinks? No, no, as in like, or $150 worth of drinks. Okay. So as long as you have $150 worth of drinks... Of anything. Bed is free. Okay, I like that. Right. These are good rules. So I was going to drink by the pool anyway. Yeah. Suddenly I've got a free day bed. Right. Now you have to drink by the pool. $150 worth of booze? Yeah. Easy. <laughs> and, and you can order meals as well. So I like ate and And drank. that goes to your minimum? By the pool. Yeah, or to the minimum. Yeah, nice. I'm just, nice. It was the best. It yeah. was the best fun. Because suddenly I had an great. excuse to spend $150 on booze, booze and food. Yeah, like you have to. While I was on, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, oh boy, this then is... I got online because I was drunk. Yeah, how drunk? And oh, pretty drunk. Well, I mean, I had $150. Were you like $75 drunk? Or I think I was four drunk? Bloody Marys in when it started. <laughs> so, uh, I am. Um, is this the day you were flag tweeting? Yes. Because so, <laughs> you were as, doing a lot of tweeting that day. Right. I was like, look at Will. So as it happened, essentially as I was there by myself and Amy went off to do her thing. So suddenly I'm alone yeah. by the pool. I was reading a book. 
Yeah. But, you know, like in between, I was just checking what was going on in the world and I was a bit drunk. Mm-hmm. And then the Prime Minister of Australia, Tony Abbott, uh, had a press conference. And here's the thing that's been happening a lot recently in Australia. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, is that, we're, look, terrorism's coming up a lot. And I'm not, yeah. I'm not here to say that terrorism isn't an issue. Clearly it is an issue. Mm-hmm. Clearly there's some bad shit going on in the mm-hmm. world, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but in Australia at the moment, it's being used uh, in a fear-mongering way by the government to distract from right. other issues. Uh, yeah, Bush did that for years. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's an effective political strategy. Yeah, when you know, things aren't going well, just keep yelling, oh my God, look over there. Right. Yeah. And But in something that even Spinal Tap would reject as being a tad too ridiculous, every time Tony Abbott calls a press conference, at the moment there's more flags like every like, time okay so there's flags behind him yeah are there and flags the on the him. podium oh, yes yeah. are there two little ones on the podium I don't know yet if there was actually but there was so there's flags beside him and then around behind him yes yeah and so just, each time there's, there's more. more like because when there was six i remember going that's a lot of flags <laughs> When a guy's making a speech and there's six flags, like that's already four more flags than women he has in his cabinet. You really, you really only need one to make the point. Oh, this is Australia. I would have thought one or maybe two for balance. Sure. You want a flag on either side? Yeah. You know, here's what would be pretty cool. Have like the Australian flag and then have our indigenous flag to show that you're the prime minister for all Australians. Or you could have the flag of Australia and then the flag of, is it in, uh, what, what state is it in? Uh, well, Canberra, oh, Canberra right. in, in the Australian Capital Territory. You could have the Australian Capital Territory. Right, you could have flag. those two flags yeah. right there. You could definitely have that flag. Yeah. Okay. Well, you could have either. Or the, they're all good options. Yeah. Or you could have a pirate's flag just or for you, fun. Or you could have the flag of Cam- Cambodia for no flag reason. Flag of the day. Flag of the day. <laughs> little, little, collect them all. They could put a little S thing ones up. don't tread on me. Yeah. Why? Why? That's Why? an American weird flag. Uh, the uh, Confederate flag? Oh, it was in the news. We just thought. <laughs> I like the colors. It's topical. Yeah. <laughs> It's very topical. Rainbow flag today to yeah. celebrate America. Yes. Uh, being, being able to... Marriage equality in America. Marriage That's equality is here. Uh, yeah. Massive thing, by We've the way. We've done it. We've finally fucking done it. We're not animals. But that's... I mean, still... It's pretty amazing. Like, I, when I woke up this morning yeah. and I saw that, it, like, in every state, like, there was people in Cleveland, like, rushing to get married sort of thing. Yeah. And you're like, ah, it's great. It's yeah. just great. It's, it's fucking nice to awesome. live through that time. Oh, look, you, you, you're being treated like people now. That's yep. great. And then all those uh, tweets on BuzzFeed, and this is the, oh. and we'll get back to BuzzFeed from my other thing, but the tweets of the people saying that they were moving to Canada. Yeah. Like, oh, please. F- move to Canada. Right. Find out what's going on there. And then I'm, sadly, move to Australia, I, where you can still have your opinions. <laughs> I, I want to uh, uh, know what's going on with the guy who said he was going to set himself on fire, the preacher in right. Texas. I want to know where he's at right now today. A barbecue, I hope. Because he's got—he's just sitting down, and going, "Fuck! I made—that I, was a b- bad call. I made a bad—I made a bad. Has a bad. You know what? Call. I should have—I should have just said I. Uh, <laughs> I should have said I won't go outside for a little while, or uh, without sunscreen. I'll go outside without sunscreen. <laughs> All right. 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 I'm gonna burn. I'm gonna burn slowly. I'll I'll dress for one month for like a member of Arcade Fire. There, that's it. That's Arcade it. Fire. There okay. we go. Yeah. Fair. I think it's an equal trade. Yeah. No. I <laughs> I will learn all the lyrics to Billy Joel's "We Didn't Start the Fire." <laughs> perform them at the next mass. That's that's what I said, right? And then everyone's like, "No, too far, <laughs> too much." 
Um, yeah, so, so the great thing is to watch the conservatives freak out. I mean, you guys will have it someday. It'll happen right. in Australia. And to watch the conservatives flip out is just tremendous. Like, they just don't know what to do. Well, there's a point where if you've hung your mast on something, I guess. Yeah. You know, and that's like a lot. If your success is that we have to stop the boats or your success is that gay people shouldn't better get married or your success is you know these issues yeah then i guess you also have an interesting like putting a narrative forward and controlling a narrative that plays to those issues yeah i mean there's nothing in it for you if people like i mean this is why the government wants all this secrecy around people coming on boats is because if people realize like as every there's an implicit thing in every time there's another flag that part of the reason we have to stop the boats is terrors are coming to australia on boats which is just not happening well it's just like in america they say that terrorists uh, isis is coming across the border from mexico yeah you guys we just do it on land right but it's the same thing but they're also just coming but they're getting in much more easily than that. Why would oh, they come? Yeah, they why are. would they come? You know, the the, you know they're getting in with a fake passport. Yeah. Why are <laughs> they? Why would they choose the hardest and most <laughs> difficult way to get right. in? No, like, that you know that almost impossible way to get yeah. in. Let's encourage them doing that route. Let's cut <laughs> off. You know what? If you want it, you've got to come by sea. <laughs> Yeah, because at least we'll lose a few through national. That's know. right. Or someone will drown out there in the water. Someone will never get off your, so your little. People don't. So of course, it's in their best interest to constantly be reinforcing yeah. a certain message. And if you've always, you know, if part of your, you know, the reason you've been elected or the reason that you know is that you have run on this policy that there are certain constituents who vote for you if you say this, of course you don't want it to end. Because then suddenly, what else do you? Right. You know, you don't have anything else. But. It amazes me that some of these people, particularly in Australia, because obviously it's a big issue for us as a formerly very progressive country on issues like this. Right. Um, so you're not talking about a country that has always been the 25th country to legalize things. You're talking about a country that was always top five minimum yeah. Yeah. of any progressive issue. So yeah. you've got to understand that while there's a huge conservative part of the Australian population that has always been there, there is also a big percentage of Australia who considers ourselves to be a progressive, modern, you that's know, how I, country, That's how I consider right? it. And I'm always very surprised with the gay marriage thing. It's always very like, what? And so there's got to be people within that parliament who've got to at least even if they don't believe in marriage equality, even if it offends some religious belief or whatever that they have, that can see the writing on the wall. They have to. There's no way that Australia won't be a country that has marriage equality. Right. It's, it's ine look, inevitable. It just can't be. Yeah. Because what will happen at the very minimum is everybody else that we trade with and do business with in the world will and will become an international pariah in a business yes. sense. And the minute that we do that, well, they'll change it anyway because right. we know what happens, right? right? So you've got to know. It's past the point of no return now, right? Whatever you believe. Just the, just the amount of money that you would lose if there was a, a gay boycott. Oh, just, just gay people saying we're not going to give you money would be totally fuck up an economy. And when there's 20 or 30 countries in the world where somebody's married to somebody else and then they're like, hey, you know when we go on a holiday to Australia, we're not, you know. Yeah. So let's not do that. Well, so let's not. Yeah. Let's go somewhere that appreciates our money and our... Yeah. 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 It's crazy. It is crazy. So and I just... I these... cannot believe that we did it before you guys did. Ah, uh, neither but can But we I. were for it, but you guys... I mean, I don't know if you guys have the same legal structure where legally this all started because California was like, hey, 
gay marriage is legal, our courts, and then the Mormons sent, I think, all the money they had from Utah to then get a law passed saying it was illegal. And then so there were people from June to November who were legally married gay couples. And then after that, no one could. So at that point, it was like, oh, well, you're fucked. Right. Like, this is now going to eventually be legal because of that little window. You're fucked. Um, so, so here it was the courts. Like, let's not pretend like Obama did shit because Obama was against gay marriage in his last election and Hillary Clinton. And they all, they all just go with the tide. This is never going to be a political thing ever, 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 ever. It always had to be the courts. This is something that actually came up this week uh, when I tweeted something about this. And, and, you know, and it was about people changing their minds on the issue, which I, I think they should be able to do. But I was saying, I can't believe it's... Oh, you know what it was? I was having a debate, a discussion with someone online about our former Prime Minister, Julia Gillard, and how I think the darkest stain on what happened during her being Prime Minister will be the fact that she didn't uh, bring in marriage equality in Australia, uh-huh. right? Because she was an unmarried, living right. with her partner, atheist woman. Right. Um, now, and I just said... For whatever ridiculous things that I think Tony Abbott believes, he's a Catholic and he's a staunch Catholic and we know he's a staunch Catholic. His sister's gay. He is a staunch Catholic? Yeah. Well, what's right? he saying about the Pope and the environment uh, stuff? Okay. Yeah, well, that's... Because the Pope's having a fucking green off right now. Right. <laughs> this is causing Tony Abbott a lot of issues. <laughs> don't, don't think it's not. Like, you know, I, I saw in the Daily Show there was an American, I think it might have been Rand Paul or somebody like that, but one of the American uh, presidential candidates, mm-hmm. it might not have been him. I shouldn't, uh, like, yeah, they're all the there's same. so many of them. There's yeah. like 25 there, there of them. There are so many. And uh, basically the comment was along the lines of, look, you know, the church has been wrong on a lot of things. Like, we'll leave science to the scientists. And I was like, <laughs> yes, this is what, and there's been a bit of that in Australia as well, a bit of like, no, we'll leave the science to the scientists. Yeah, <laughs> okay, that's then. all we've been asking ah, for. Then let's do that. Yeah, that's yeah. literally what yeah. we're. But the fu- the most hilarious thing is all these all these American politicians came out and they said that they said you know what the Pope shouldn't be making calls on climate change. That should be up to the scientists, and the Pope is a scientist. Oh yeah, he's also so. A there's also that. Yeah, yeah he's a scientist yeah. and so, Batman um, and Batman. Batman's a scientist. Oh, Batman is maybe a scientist? the Pope is yeah. That, that's that line from The Simpsons. Anyway, oh, yeah. so, uh, okay. But the Pope is actually a scientist, so. Oh, yeah. yeah. So tell me this. Uh, so I, I was having this debate with uh, this woman online, and I want your opinion on this. So I'll, I'll pose it as a question. I said, because uh, her argument was that Julia Gillard didn't really believe in marriage, so therefore, you know, that was her position, like that she didn't believe in marriage anyway. Oh, mar- just marriage just as, marriage as an institution. Yeah. So, and so, and I said, well, I find it worse that Julia Gillard didn't bring it in than Tony Abbott not bringing it in because we know that Tony Abbott Mm -hmm. is a Catholic and we know that however ridiculous it is, there are, you know, rules of that religion, if you believe them, that have interpretations by people that are against that. Now, you can get into a big argument about whether there is actually anything in the Bible about, you know. Right, there isn't, but but we'll be okay with that. But but, but we all understand that they've had a position against it. Yeah. And we all understand as like a a strict Catholic, he might also hold that same position. Mm -hmm. I think that's a, like, to me, for someone who has no reason, they're just going, oh, no, I just think some, I I don't think gay people should have the same rights as heterosexual people for no reason. (laughs) 
I not because I believe it. I think, I think that's, that's worse. much worse. Right. I think that's much worse. A thousand times worse. And they can also understand why I was saying that was worse. And it's, I'm like, and that it's, is and, much worse. And it's also much, it's much worse. It's also much worse to say. And also you don't get to be like, I don't believe in marriage. Marriage right. is a law of the country but that you're also prime minister much, of. It's also much I'm worse to sure say. I'm not said that, by the way. I don't this believe in marriage. might have been, oh. you know, verbaling the prime right. minister. But, but either one of those arguments is insane. Like Insane. No. It will be... I just can't understand. It will never be able to be explained to me because the only other answer is I thought it was politically expedient to do so, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's the only – because if you have no reason and you're a politician, then we can – the only reason we can assume it is is you thought it was better for you as a politician That's that makes it worse as well. (laughs) (laughs) That is – yeah, that is the that is probably the reason I would imagine yep. that she didn't do it. But so, that's also the reason Barack Obama didn't stand up and do it, the, which he should have. But here's like the they second, all done yeah. It. So here's the secondary point that was made that when if people make that argument, well, at the time, you know, you know, it was politically expedient. Times have changed a lot. Blah blah blah. I, a farm boy from fucking country Victoria, uh, raised on a farm, raised by parents who were raised on the farm have been talking about this issue in my stand-up comedy for 18 years. Yeah. Like, if I got it 18 years ago, then you know what? I'm not going to fucking go by the excuse of that three or four years ago that politicians weren't ready to fucking know that it was the right thing. If I knew it was the right thing all that time ago, like, I'm not some, some, you know. There's shit, you know that... That Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama have supported gay marriage personally for right. years, but they just wouldn't come out and fucking say it. Which is worse. It's much worse. They're right. cowards. I would love to to see one politician who was just going to get into office uh, on a four-year stint and be like, I'm not going for eight. Right. Shit's going to f- go fucking crazy this time because I'm not going for eight years. I'm just going for one term and I'm going to blow shit up. Well, that was basically what Gough Whitlam did in Australia. Like, he's, he's, he, he, how long ago was he? He was the seventies, and uh-huh. he was the guy who, uh, like every, like all the good lasting things, like the free he education, the healthcare, all those sort of That's things. That's like he our, did. F- our FDR, yeah, yeah. And but then got like thrown out of government yeah, because yeah. people were like, "This is too much. This is crazy." <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, when he died, like he was the one who you, you could point to shit. You know, you mm-hmm. could just point to shit and like, look at all this stuff. This is you know. There's just there's just too many because he didn't try to you know, you know, just be there forever. Right. Just yeah. get there. Why do the f- your job. Fuck off. And get the fuck out, and then go get another job somewhere. That's uh, one of the, that is like was originally one of the I think the good things about the American system is that idea at least you have like you know you can be two terms as president. I mean now your your wife can be as well, and I guess your kids. <laughs> the dog will get a go. But oh god, I hope she doesn't win. Well, I mean, is it going to be uh, Jeb and Jeb versus Hillary, or do you think? I it'll mean, fall that's apart the way it's looking. That? the The big money is putting the corporations are all putting their money behind Jeb because he's the least sort of uh, religious nutty ish of all of them. And then you know, Hillary's Hillary is the worst thing that could happen right now. Because so, tell me why? Because liberals can't keep voting for someone that is the absolute opposite of their beliefs, which is what she is. Uh She's a corporate, corporate, corporate shill to the core. She can give a flying fuck about anything but corporations. And, and that's what Obama, Obama turned out to be. And that's what I thought he was the whole time. So then, but isn't there something like in, in very much in what you've just said, like leading into this, that, 
they all have to be because look to at Bernie get elected, Sanders. Well, maybe, but you Bernie, have to. Bernie Sanders is like the. I feel like it's the last hope that anything may ever change in this country. Like if he could actually win, because he is his positions are supported by like 80% of the population. They're like, it's like fuck corporations. It's just across the board. Like just populist. Is that fuck corporations would be a great, <laughs> like if he ran on the slogan, fuck corporations, like just, you'd win in a just put it up there on main street. Fuck corporations. You'd win in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Obama, I see you. Yes, we can. I'm running on fuck corporations. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, we can fuck corporations. Yeah, you can put an F and a couple yeah. of asterisks and a K. That's fine. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, but well, I spell yeah. it with a PH. I don't I care. As long as people get the people get the gist, gist of it. Right? Fuck corporations. The corporations are going to be fucked. His first commercial is just him just pissing on the side of a Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> How about this? Yeah, that's what we're doing. Yeah, just got Ronald McDonald bent over on a campaign poster. <laughs> But like in that in that same design of the guy who did the Obama Hope one, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally, yeah. And, and Ronald's just saying, "I'm loving it." <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm on this day bed. I've got 150 drink minimum. Yeah. Uh, and you're four in. And and uh, Tony Abbott has ten flags. Ten flags. Shut the fuck up. Where uh, are they? Conference. Are they all behind him? Well, this is the thing. They're gonna. They're sh- having to shoot him from further away just to fit in the flags. <laughs> Do they have a? Have they put up a fan yet? So they're all blowing. Oh no, no. I think it's some. I think it's like they all tend to just like they're beautifully draped. Yeah. I mean, it's, sure. it's got to be someone's job. Yeah. Like it's got to be someone's job to be the. Yeah. But to me, that feels like you know that's the joke you do. They, every time you had a press conference, you'd put more flags in? No, if, I, doing if, it if, I, if I was writing a show right. about a presidential character who was in trouble like this, right. that's exactly what I would do. I would just keep putting more flags behind him as a joke, a subtle joke that you hope people would catch up on. Right. Ca- catch. you notice there's more flags every yeah. time he does it? But this is not even subtle. Like, I think they jump from six to ten. Like, they've gone crazy. It's <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah. I want there I want there to be more next time. So I had Yeah, I saw you had a flag lot of opinions day. on flags. Um, I went to, I went and googled it. I was like flags, nothing came up. So uh then the next day BuzzFeed, the internet, you know, website listing watch you on Twitter, I guess. Uh they wrote an article about, about the flags. It. Well, it was kind of, I think the headline was something provocative like, you know, the day Will Anderson got drunk and live tweeted at Tony Abbott press conference. Ah! It's which just not, like the last time he got drunk and tweeted a bunch of stuff. Yeah, which is not really technically what happened because I did not watch the press conference. I literally, <laughs> I literally saw the picture of him and the flags and then the rest was my imagination. Yeah, sure. I think my favorite one was uh, that uh, somewhere in North Korea, Kim Jong-un watches a television, a tear uh, slowly falls down his face, he shakes his head and says, touche, Tony. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he, um, so there was like a lot of flag jokes and, um, so Buzzfeed wrote this like, you know, article about it and kind of made it, you know, like Mm, a thing. thing. And so then it's a thing. And then like, literally I just got on the internet after a sleep. It seems like every once in a while you're making a thing. Like it was, it was a thing. It was such an unexpected thing. It's a great thing though. Yeah. But well, as I was saying to Amy, she was like, I said, because she was getting some messages and friends going, oh, that thing's really funny that Will did, yeah. which wasn't, it was just, you know, me tweeting a few yeah. things. But um, uh, 
But then it becomes a thing. Yeah. And then, of course, on Facebook, it becomes like, because Facebook, I don't know what it is about Facebook, but more than any other social media site, mm-hmm. um, and we'll get to why I've been blocking people on Twitter in a minute. But, oh, okay. Um, but I've been blocking a little bit too much recently. I've been blocking a lot I was, less. I, I, was, I was in a bad mood, <laughs> and anyone who, I was just, I was just like, fuck People you. don't realize block. that. If you're in a bad mood. Right. The only thing I block people now for is if they complain about the sound of my podcast. Blocked. I have a myriad of things I block people <laughs> for. And some of the rules, if they came out, people would be so, is that really a thing you block people for? Oh, yeah. Well, then, look, there's pet peeves we have. Yeah. And we've heard some, so many things so many times that, and you're like, right. why do you get blocked for that? Because 80 other people said it. You know what? That's the absolute one that people wouldn't understand. Yeah. Sometimes I will block somebody for just using a piece of language that I'm like, you know what? I'm just sick of hearing that, you know, put that way or that yes. sort of like. Yes. Or just sometimes when somebody like, uh, like, I blocked someone the other day because I wrote, uh, the worst thing in the world is when people, uh, you know, tell me the worst things when I write something about being the worst thing in the world. That's not right, what it was, right. but it was something yeah. like that. I know what you mean. And then somebody tried, to, like, when somebody tries to rewrite your joke, block. It's not. <laughs> no, I wasn't asking for a punch up. I wasn't like, can you ever go at this and see if you can make it better? That's, this is my version. <laughs> Fuck you and your version. Block. Uh, I blocked so many people for defending Jurassic World. I was so glad when David O'Doherty like, tweeted about it the other day. That's hilarious. I'm fine with you liking it, but you don't need to when I... Like, like I just put my thing out there. Yeah, and you don't I, like it. They can like it. That's fine. My attitude is this. I put it on my Twitter. You can totally disagree with it. You could block me. You could, yeah. like, whatever. Um, you could tweet on your Twitter how much you love Jurassic World. Fine. Yeah. What you don't need to do is, in response to me hating Jurassic World, go, oh, no, I thought it was a really... Well, you know what? You, you're an idiot and you don't enjoy... <laughs> you don't get any of my stuff anymore, you fucking moron. Because I don't want morons to have it because you might break it or misinterpret it. <laughs> Fuck you. I would... <laughs> but, yeah, yeah I, no, I seriously, I was like... Because... I'm just like, no, okay, okay. So that became a thing. And so then on Facebook, for whatever reason, things get passed around, I guess, and then you just get Oh, like, yeah, because because that's the thing about Facebook is it, it, there's like a bunch of different places you can also sort of a post. Like someone can take that and put it up on another site, I think, mm-hmm. and then and yeah. then they can then they can still – there are people there will see it. So someone can throw it up on a conservative site, and all of a sudden there's all these conservatives. I had that happen and with that, a post. And that, that's what happens. I had a post that I put up recently, and all of a sudden I was just getting all these morons, and it was such a basic point that I made, and they were so stupid that I couldn't – like they were just attacking me for stuff, and I, was, and I was like, this is a fact. What I put up is just a fact. And so then I was just blocking people left and right on Facebook on my page. And I just have a fan page. I don't have like a regular. So it's all coming into my page. So same. So this is what happens with things like this. And you can actually see it if you bother reading down the timeline. Well, I can always see it. Because basically if I post something, like it gets, you know, everyone's like the the first few people who see it are people who like follow my page. So normally get in on the joke or enjoy that sort of thing. So the first like 20 or 30 responses are people just going, yeah, great. This is funny. Oh yeah. Look, you know, look at blah, 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 you know, posting other things like read Parker will do some funny, you know, like, you know, graphic thing and we'll add to that. We're we're all having a good time. Yeah. Everyone's having fun. Right. This is just us having some fun. And then comes the guy and then someone's posted it somewhere else. And then like an army. Yes. An army. And like, but the thing is, they're not only, I, so not only, but they also, 
ascribe things to you that like you know when people it things that offend me the most is like when people well you're just a big alp like you know which is the labor party right Right. for us it's it's the i call it the um the frank the frank and liberal uh which is i wrote a whole article about once which is the frankenstein liberal which is if you subscribe to one thing then they, from the people from the other side, believe you subscribe to everything, and then they come in and start laying all this shit, and you're like, none of this is true. Right? What you, it's just one topic. You're, yeah. And well, th- the thing was, like, literally the day before, I'd written a tweet about like Bill Shorten, who's the leader of the Labor Party, because he got terrible poll results, and people were saying it was to do with his AT, uh, this union scandal he's kind of tied uh-huh. up in. And I just tweeted, yeah, something along the lines of, oh no, I don't think it's about that. I just think it's about the fact that he's terrible at every single thing that he does. You know, some version of that. Yeah. And people, like, that's, like, I've not voted for the ALP. I voted for them once in my entire life. Paul mm-hmm. Keating in, like, fucking 1999 yeah. or something like that. Like, don't pretend. I, and the issues that I talk about, like gay marriage, like, we just literally on this podcast spent 10 minutes me telling you why Julia Gillard, the ALP Prime Minister, was a massive disappointment yeah. to me on this topic. Because it's the topic that's important, not the... Right. Right? If the Liberal Party are the people who bring in marriage equality in Australia, I'll be the first to forever remind people that it was the Conservative government in right. Australia who brought it in and not the so-called progressive... Yes. It will be something that I will, you know, like, good on them if yep. that's what happens, you yep. know? Pick your issues and then find who best represents your issues and what's actually important to you. And the, by the way, if money is the most important thing in your life, then maybe you should be voting for the, you know, that's the money fair party. Enough. Yeah, the money totally. party. Do yeah. it. Yeah, go for but it. Don't if vote, you care about don't money, don't vote for the money party. If the money party are other party, they're actually screwing you so they can have money party. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> but that's what a lot of people do. Right. You're talking about America now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was subtle enough that you wouldn't pick it up. No, it's, it's Australian now too. So anyway, I got distracted by that. My, so then you have all this. So I, I'm re-examining my social media policy. Is my, it's all this stuff has made me think. Me blocking people about Jurassic World yes. through to... Uh, you know this this thing going. Let, let me just say that I got a. This is about two weeks ago. I got a message from somebody. I think it was through my Facebook that said, "Please, can you get Will to unblock me?" And I couldn't stop laughing because this is the message you get right. about me. Uh-huh. And I had, and then I like later that day had some woman tweet at me how awful I had been on at midnight. And I was like, the least funny thing ever. And I just looked at it and I went, yeah, whatever. And I retweeted and said, thanks. And I, but I didn't block her. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh my God, we've switched bodies. Right. But then I sent her a nasty message. <laughs> I, was, I was being vengeful. I, I literally, I tweeted it, which is actually a feeling I feel a lot. Um, but I thought it was kind of a funnyish tweet. And I was like, you know, uh, What's the feeling for that word where you don't want to kill yourself, but you, if you died, you'd be really happy, like relaxed about that? Oh. I bet the Germans have a word. And then I started getting tweets from people going, hey, make sure you've got some friends you can talk to. Block. <laughs> I got blocked them for being considerate. But it's not their business. It's a fucking joke. It's, and you know someone, what? Someone's Block. being genuinely yeah. concerned about you. Block. <laughs> I mean, I, but I was in a mood. This is the, the, so my whole point was I was in this terrible mind space that had started like when I got to London and resulted in me blocking people for Jurassic Park. Now, mm-hmm. I want to talk about uh, Jurassic World. I want to talk about Jurassic World with you. but I haven't um, seen it. No. 
I have no I wanna, plans to see it. Yeah, no good. And I want to talk about By it. By the way, I, can I just drop something before yeah. you? Ted Nugent. Oh, yeah, good. Has... Yeah. I can't retweet him anymore. He he ha, he's blocked me from retweeting him. Yeah, does that mean you can still read him, but you can't? Retweet I can him? read him because when I go to hit retweet, it says this user has requested that you not be allowed to retweet him anymore. <laughs> I love it. It's like I want my opinions out, but not to his audience. <laughs> I mean, it's a fair point. I uh, so I've decided that I'm going to and this. To stop me blocking people that shouldn't get blocked like that, which right. is because those people shouldn't have got blocked. And, and but you're also just in a mood, which is part of you know. Right, I know. It was like in my head, I was like, okay, a I'm not. I feel this feeling a lot, and I was trying to express it comically. Uh-huh. I do think it's overstepping if you don't know me to advise something that I do. I get it. Like. I think that is, over. but particularly if I am partly in that mood already, mm-hmm. you've got to appreciate that I'm probably going to be overly sensitive to something like that. And instead of me where I normally would have been like, they're just trying to be nice. And I could have even maybe said to them, hey, thank you for trying to be nice, but this is probably, I don't know you, so this is probably just slightly over, you know, right. I could have, and, you know, and appreciated that at their heart, they were probably just trying to be nice and yeah. being thoughtless about that, right? You yeah. know? Um but, you know, I wasn't in that headspace. No. I wasn't in that mood. Uh, but secondly, uh, I don't really want to be blocking people for, you know, their Jurassic Park opinions. Like that. <laughs> That's not the person you want to be. No. You so, so you strive to be a better person. Right. But also the same thing is like with these Facebook things, I don't want to stop like doing things that I think are funny just because I know that I'm then going to have to spend like, you know, an hour. Because that the thing... Right. With, like the other day, if I had gone through that, it's had 500,000 views, that thing. And it's had like, you know, there's 500 or 700 comments or something like that. Yeah. You know that they're not all, po- no one's no. saying 700 positive things. Absolutely you know, not. there's going to be a series of people because some people sent me direct messages, which is so weird. Like to send me a direct message to tell me that, you know, I'm terrible. On Facebook? Funny. Or, yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. That was crossing a oh, real yeah. line. Oh, yeah, anybody can send you a message on, on your on fan Facebook, page, which yeah. I find very weird. I, I really was like, that's crossing a real line even in – someone sent one to the TOEFOP like, page. Like, the messages I only get there about – this is a safe space where we all just get to like, yeah. this is our world. What are you doing here? Yeah, totally. I know. This. It's like someone coming into your house and oh. being like, hey, you, what you're doing is bullshit. And you're yeah. like, well, I'm having a party. Yeah, dude, and you weren't invited to you this were party. You were not invited. You're not invited. You can block those people, though. Yeah. Oh, oh nice. no, no, I, I, yeah. I do. But here's the thing. I don't really have time. I get it. And so then you start to have like a couple of conversations in your head, which is like either I have to stop doing things that are going to result in me having to spend all day doing this thing or... Yeah, I, I've had that conversation. Right? Or I've got to reconcile how I'm going to keep doing what I want to do, but also kind of protect my head and my, yeah, whatever else that there is. So this may not last forever, but this is my new social media policy. Uh, I am mostly going to publish and not respond if that's okay. Uh Um, I was still on the TOEFOP page and stuff because I know it's a safe world and a safe community. If people ask questions or whatever, I always try to respond there. But in regard to like putting up comedy stuff and whatever on Twitter or Facebook, I'm going to put it up and And I'm not going to look at at anything that happens. Totally understandable. Because like, and that will mean, by the nature of that, that occasionally when somebody you know, writes something nice or contributes something fun, and maybe I'll still see those things, you know what I mean? But 
but I'm going to, particularly if it's a topic that I think might generate that sort of thing, and I want to say it anyway, I'm just going to say it and step away and not kind of look or respond. And if yeah. people write hateful things and they're there, I'm just going to ignore them. I'm not going to clean them up. I'm not going to, I'm just, cause I'm just not going to look at them. Right. So I apologize to the other people who will have to see them on the page or do all those sort of things. But yeah, I mean, look, you got to take care of yourself. But I'm just going to like, cause otherwise I can't, I was just, I was in such a fucking terrible mood by the end of late London. I felt so like that whole trip. Fucked well, yeah, that so was bad. the other thing is, you know, London really fucked with your head. So when you're in a space and I can tell, like I can go back through my Twitter feed and look at when I'm, uh, you know, attacking people or responding to people who are attacking me and I can go, Oh yeah, I remember that was what was going on then. I was under a lot of stress and that was a really hard yeah. time. And, and, and then, I, like I right even, now I'm like everything's fine right. and so I'm just like, eh, someone's being mean right. to me. And that's what see that's I knew that at the time. But the weird thing is like I I knew yeah, of course like, you did. But the worst thing was, I have insomnia, and like you're oh. in a fucking, you know. So I'm in an apartment at like three yeah. o'clock in the morning. I mean, I put up a lot of podcasts. It was good for that. <laughs> Finally got on top of my podcast tape. Watched 120 episodes of Blue Bloods. 120. What? All five series. What? 22 episodes a series. Um, posted 12 podcasts. Recorded eight. Did 14 live shows. And read a lot of internet commentary. <laughs> oh my god, you're like a man who was on meth. Uh, it was the worst. Why were you not sleeping? Well, firstly, I had terrible jet lag. Secondly, I didn't have any pot, which probably yeah didn't. Yeah, wasn't once helping. you get used to something, right? it's hard to. And is I'm it st- hard to get pot in London? Well, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> who would have thought? I didn't think so. It hasn't been previously. It was on this trip. That's interesting. Um, it. it I'm, the apartment, well, is beautifully central. They, they have a performer's apartment. It's beautifully central, but mm. it's like any performer's apartment. It's two, like it's two single beds pushed together to make a big. And when yeah. I've got my bad hips and I don't That's have like, good. like weed and like, yeah. so now I'm suddenly got the hip thing. I've got insomnia as well. Yeah. And then there was construction. The entire because the entire building next door, all four stories, was being gutted and rebuilt. So from like. 8 a.m. So here's the oh, thing. Oh, no, that's like, it, and you have jet lag going yeah. into that? That's fucking so horrifying. I'm, so I'm doing shows. Oh, I mean. Did you try to go over to the, some to be, the some, some construction be, manager and let them know what's <laughs> happening with you? Some people may have, like, you could literally, sometimes when we're recording the podcast, you could hear the drilling through the walls. <laughs> so um, I, yeah, like, if I had jet lag and I didn't, um, like, you know, there wasn't any construction. I didn't really have anything else to do. I could have napped during the day or whatever, but literally from the minute they started doing that, there was no way. It was like this constant sort of, you know, just dull drilling sound at at best at all times. Oh my God. So that happened. And then suddenly you start to get like a little bit, you know, not feeling well because, you know, Uh of all that. And also like, you know, the shows there are are, are great, but they're hard work because you're in a small theater downstairs at seven o'clock at night. You know, it's just you. It's not a comedy club. You know, sometimes it's Wednesday night. And suddenly when you start to like be not feeling, you know, you start to get in your own head about like I did a couple of, you know, really things that you like. Well, especially when you you have insomnia, the voices sneak up on you and it's hard to keep them at bay. So when you have insomnia as a comedian and you go on stage, it's a lot easier to slip into this isn't going well. Absolutely. And I had that a couple of times where I totally knew and I'm like, I'm just not. I'm better than this now. So all this yeah. stuff, like it would just be this, but also just that attitude of like, 
you know, not people who came to the shows and things like that, but just in the street and, you know, it's so full of people and, like, everyone's so rude now. Like, Yeah, they are. Like, you know, and just tourists, like, on their phones and, like... Everyone is rude everywhere. When I went to New York, and I hadn't been there in years, it, it used to be you would get... When you got off the subway everyone would step aside and then you would all get off and then everyone, but now they just rush in, in. and it's like, what in the this fuck? Is this is just a system works. No, this is stupid. Like, does this everyone is, not get how much of a night? League. This is, we had a ball. This is rugby league. We're playing rugby league on a train. <laughs> like just basic social things are just going out the fucking window. Yeah, and London is packed and it's, yeah, it's hard. It's very hard to, to deal with all that. So I'm doing all that. There was one day, this is when I knew that I had to change something. There was one day where I, three times, I almost just walked through people who were walking along on their phone, yeah, yeah. not looking. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. I'm yeah. just going to go through them and teach them a fucking lesson. Yeah, I've done that. I've thought about doing that. I'm not that person. I know. Like, it made me feel terrible to be, like, and so it's not that I don't like London and it's not like I don't like the people who came to the show and the people at the venue, all that stuff's great. But I just don't like, there's a lot about how it makes me feel as a person and how I react to the world that I don't enjoy. I think there are a few big cities in the world. And I don't think it's like this in LA. It is a little bit, but there is a massive dehumanizing of you when you live there because to get just simple stuff done you have to like knock people over. Right. And everything is more difficult. There's lines. There's just getting in the subway. There's just, it just all becomes a problem. And you and everyone just starts to be kind of assholes and you're not being a human being. It was like one night in the show, I had uh, someone in the front row and it was like, it was like they clapped when I first came. Yeah, they were like the one clapping the most. And I yeah. said, Oh, hey, what's your name? And she's like, Oh, you don't want to know. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> It's like, what, what, uh, and I was like, what are you doing? She's like, starts laughing with her friends. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll go on to the friend. I'm like, what, do, what is she doing? She's like, oh, no, like, we can't tell you. And I'm like, oh, my honestly, God, I'm a comedian. Like, like I'm just, it. That's why we're all here. Right. But it was like, that's what the whole attitude felt like. It was like every bit of it just felt like hard work. Oh. Like you get there, but it was yeah. hard work. So one day I decided that I would go. And I should, okay, here's what we should do right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave, do you have any gigs that you want to plug? Uh, the Dollop, uh, of course, is your podcast. <laughs> well, some people who's, who, who e- have either not seen Jurassic World yet or uh, people who uh, like Jurassic World and don't want to hear my opinions on the topic might want to switch off after this. So I thought, you know, we could do the plugs now. Okay. And then that way, because some people will want to come back to it. I mean, I don't, I don't have any of my own personal shows coming up, but um, Live Dollop in Los Angeles at 9 p.m. on July 30th. Oh, cool. I'm trying to get a Swedish uh, guest for that. And, uh, and then the tour. Swedish chef from the Muppets. The tour is scheduled to start uh, in Australia. There's still one last thing being negotiated on uh, Thursday the 20th in Brisbane. And then we go to uh, Melbourne on the 22nd, 23rd, and we'll do the shelf on the 24th. And then we go to uh, Perth, I believe, on the 25th and 26th. Uh, I'm not sure we're on the 27th. Then we go to, uh, what's in, oh, Adelaide, I think. Then we're in Adelaide. I might, I might have those two mixed up, but Perth and Adelaide. And then, uh, and then last, Sydney. The other stuff might be getting cut off now because um, 
because of stuff that's happening back here, showbiz wise. Uh, so those are the dates. Will uh, Anderson? Do you know him? Uh, good guy. Uh, Sometimes he gets drunk and live tweets things though. He will block me on Twitter for liking Jurassic World. (laughs) (laughs) Block me on Twitter for some reason I don't know. He'll be joining us in Brisbane on Friday the twenty first for both a dollop and a stand up show. Yeah, not all the venues we're gonna have stand up shows. I think we're not gonna have them in Sydney. I don't think we'll have a stand up show in Adelaide. Uh, We will have at Perth. It doesn't look like we might, but I don't think so. Uh, and and not uh, not Melbourne because you guys had your chance, right? Right. And if you didn't come see me do it, then come on, what are we doing? That seems fair. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't started working on my next show. I know what it is. Uh, I know exactly, and it started. It's so weird how when you uh, like it's all an experience, but but now when I I realized, you know, when I write scripts, when I write a television show, like right now, I'm working on a pilot. Mm-hmm. And I think about it, and then I, I just kind of walk around, and it slowly, a, a thing will hit my, oh, right, that works. And, like, I don't sit down and write it, write it. Like, it just, stuff starts to slowly seep in. And mm-hmm. I decided what the topic was going to be on my next show. Like, it's going to be about guns uh-huh. and my personal experience with them. Mm-hmm. And and I said that, like, months ago, and then I've been like, oh, this, this isn't going to be a good idea for a show. And then as I just walk around, I go, oh, oh. And it's like slowly coming together in my head. Good. Yeah, so it's interesting. Yeah, I think uh, that's a good topic too. Very, uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing to explore your personal relationship with, I think. Because people, I think people, if you go down to Melbourne and you say, how many times have you had guns pointed at you? And I would say twice. Yeah. And everyone's like, what? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I live in America. I've right. had guns pointed at me twice. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a big story in America because that's the minimum in the entire country. Finn's had eight. His kid plays soccer with Pete Diddy's kid. That's, uh... And I did have a man in underwear hand me a gun once. It's America. Uh, okay, so here we go. Um, my, I need to do these plugs. Uh, July the 11th at the uh, Nerd Melt Theatre, I will be doing my free will show. I'm looking forward to that. I'm going, and my wife is going. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Uh, it's on uh, sale. It's not on sale because it's, it's free. It's free sale. It's on free sale, but if you want to reserve a ticket, that's... Free will, right? Yeah, free will. It's so the only it's place free. it's free. <laughs> that's the one place. I've got that. I've blocked a few people for that joke as well, by the way. <laughs> Well, well, isn't it free? Isn't it free? Yeah. So you know what? I don't know. This why, one time it is free. Why? Why am I never hearing from yeah. you again? It is free once uh, in Perth. So uh, not in Perth. <laughs> not in Perth. <laughs> Please, not in Perth. That's a big market for me. Uh, no, at Nerd Mel in LA, July the 11th. So come to that. That'd be really fun. Uh, then also, I am doing the show. It turns out in Toronto. Uh, the 19th and 20th of July. That's for JFL pass holders. I don't know. If, you, uh, if you're a Just for Laugh pass holder, you'll probably know about that. But if people are listening in Toronto, you can probably find out from Just for yeah, Laughs. You can't buy a single ticket. But you can't buy a ticket. You no, need to. No, I think that's how all of, of Montreal works. You have to buy a pass. That might be right. Yeah. Yeah. So if you've got a pass, you can come and see my show. Uh, but you can actually see, buy a single ticket to my show show in uh, Montreal on July the 25th, Free Will. Uh, that is on sale now. And then I should also say LA Podfest. Uh, oh, yeah. Tickets are on sale. You can go to LAPodfest.com. Uh, we're still trying to line up acts, but we have a lot of really good acts so far. You? 
uh, Tofop. Charlie's coming over as well. So we're uh, doing a Tofop Fofop. I love Gringo Letters. Greg and I will be doing a reunion podcast. Awesome. Uh, I'll be doing the dollop with uh, young Gareth Reynolds. Uh, Kirkman will be there. Oh, brilliant. Uh, oh, okay. a bunch oh. of it's Mark Marin, Lauren Lapkus. So Kirkman's going to be there. Young Gareth there. Char- oh, this. Uh, oh, are you seeing what's happening? <laughs> this thing's going to write itself. This will be fine. Okay, yeah, ours will be great. Come to ours. <laughs> I like that. that and we'll try to do it. We'll try to do it once again at a time that works for streaming there in Australia. Yeah, cool. Uh, I'm going to uh, just uh, let's before we get into Jurassic World. Oh, Sydney and Perth, they're both on sale. Justin Hamilton doing support. Please come and see those shows. And then that is the end of the Free Will Tour. Uh, let's just little pause i'm gonna blow out that candle because it's getting too strong and uh, get another drink okay here we go so uh spoilers for jurassic world i will say with the proviso yeah that uh there is nothing that i can say right now that could spoil this film anywhere near as much as the filmmakers did <laughs> let's start with the positives uh, have you seen any of the trailers? For- I saw one trailer once. Now, I, I should point out that I did not have high expectations. Uh-huh. But I, but this was like I'm in the middle of my jet lag. It's the middle of the day and I decided to go and see a movie to take my mind off my troubles. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? I'm gonna, there's this huge IMAX screen, middle of London, you know, 3D. I'm going to go and watch like, you know, this. I'll eat some popcorn yeah. and I'll just watch a mo- like a feel-good Big, movie, movie with some dinosaurs. I love dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. This will be great. I feel like that's how I go into every Jurassic Park movie and I feel like I walk out with the same feeling. Right. Not, so, a, not a good one. <laughs> the positives, the dinosaurs are okay. Yeah. Not great, to be honest, but they're, okay. They're not, huh? I did uh, like a tweet that you could just add those dinosaurs to any other movie and it would be a better movie. Like literally any other movie, just put those dinosaurs in. I saw, I saw two things in the trailer that made me not want to see the movie. Mm-hmm. And one was that there's a, a Franken dinosaur. Yeah. So and that's then, the kind of the plot is that the, the Indominus Rex, which sounds more like it should be a Mad Max character. Yeah. Like, you know, but. Yes. And then two, that there's a, a gentleman riding a Velociraptor. Okay. So. And that's when, uh, I don't know how you don't check out. So. Chris Pratt, I like, and has been good in things, mm-hmm. and has that sort of natural charisma that could carry off like a B movie with dinosaurs. Sure, right? So tick. Yep. Although it's incredibly underutilized. Oh, really? But, yeah. In mm-hmm. regard to any of those, you know, things, right. That he'd be good at, right? Um, there's a scene. Where he's riding his motorbike, mm-hmm. you know, and the velociraptors are like kind of next to him and they're all charging together. Yeah. That's in the trailer. Yeah. That's good. No, that is good. Because yeah. so, it looks ridiculous. Yeah. No, that looks good. Because why don't they just eat him? Oh, no. Because, okay. So now, okay. So they're, they're the good bits. <laughs> now let's get to the bad bits. Um, okay. I'm, I haven't seen the movie. I'm, I'm, you have to explain to me why that's good. Okay. <laughs> Well, maybe only in comparison to, in the same way as like, you know, like people are maybe going to vote for Bill Shorten in Australia because he's not Tony Abbott. Gotcha. Just because, you know. A fair. Okay. Right. Yep. I get it. I might vote for dumb because he's not dumber. <laughs> Should they be our only choices? Can we not? When is your election happening? Is it uh, the- next year? Okay. Next year, mate. They could go to an early one, but I don't think they will. Yeah. Um, so unless they can get more flags, flag for oh everyone, and then 
It'd be amazing if they were just, by the end of it, they were just in, on a crane shot and there were a hundred flags around it. Right. Well, this movie is a bit like Tony Abbott in that they go, well, if we show lots of dinosaurs, people won't notice that none of it really makes sense. Yeah. So, okay, first thing. Some of the things that don't make sense I'm fine with. Okay. Like, like the idea that people are going to Jurassic World despite the fact that, you know, the, it's set in a world where the other th- movies happened. Right. So and it didn't go well. Here's, Nothing went well in the other movie. Here's a movie. There's no point in the other movies in which someone would say, let's do that. I, you know what I'd like to say? You know when you sometimes can do a really cool spin-off to a series? Like, yeah. I would love to do a series set around, like, a PR agency that gets the job. Because the billionaire comes and goes, we're going to reopen Jurassic World. But obviously, in the past, <laughs> <laughs> there's been some PR issues, you know? <laughs> like, how do we convince people to come to a park where, at the end of the day, everyone ends up being killed by dinosaurs, yeah, it's right? it's a tough call. Like, that would be a great series. I would love to see that. But let's yeah. just skip forward. Getting to a, it made. Yeah. yeah. Let, let's get skip forward to a world where Jurassic you know, World is really exciting again. And okay. That, I, and, I'm, I'm still... They still... Haven't made the movie where a bunch of Tyrannosaurus Rexes and Velociraptors have gotten loose in San Diego and are killing everybody. That's the movie I want to see. Right. Well, they could make that movie. Why don't they? They should have made that a while ago. Okay, so so it's a park now and people are all fine and they're walking yeah. around. And, and are, are they all in cages? What are they looking there's at? A, there's an eccentric billionaire, uh-huh. uh, kind of a Richard Branson type. Uh-huh. Uh, at the start, he's kind of like, he's almost got his helicopter's license, but oh. comically, he still can't quite land. Oh, it. he's just there. You know he's what I mean? almost there. Yeah. I wonder what's going to happen with that. Well, here's the thing. In most movies, all these things that they set up at the start, you'd be like, okay, I can see where that's going to pay, be mm-hmm. paid off. But one of the faults I have with this movie is the amount of unnecessary setups for things that never, never pay, pay off. off. That's amazing. It's like <laughs> lost. Yeah. But, but you're not even really you interested in the this setup. Is, this is pretty common for island movies and yeah. shows. So... Like for example, okay. So at the start, so nothing happens with a helicopter. No, that does pay off. Okay, but uh, in one of the more ridiculous scenes when like the Indominus Rex that's, uh, escapes, that's the Franken one, the Franken robot, Frank, yeah, and then uh, the Franken dinosaur, yeah, and so then basically, um, yeah, the billionaire's like, well, we have to fly the helicopter, and then just dies. <laughs> Excellent. Like, it's literally just set up. So there's the dude like who really can't fly a helicopter, flies a helicopter, and then just dies. Fantastic. I'm but all anyway. for that. Yeah. Uh, okay. So eccentric billionaires got the park going, but you know what? Like people are starting to get a bit bored because here's the thing: it's an island experience. So um, you know, you can walk around the park. One of the big scenes they do at the start, which is kind of you know like. It, but it's almost like showing too much at the start. Whereas yeah. the, there's a scene where they've got like a there's a dinosaur that's an underwater dinosaur, mm-hmm. and then it ju- they've got a shark like you know dangling from like a you know big thing, and it's like a Sea World sort of thing. And yeah, then, yeah, the dinosaur jumps up and like you know eats the shark yeah. and then goes back down, right? Yeah. So it's kind of them just like saying, "You, you were fucking your jaws. Well, you know, fucking look at you, uh-huh. you jaws. Oh, right, yeah. Like that's what it's like. Yeah. It's like yeah, fuck uh, you jaws. Yeah. Our dinosaur eats jaws for yeah. a, a people's Not, amusement. Yeah. Anyway, that's happening. It's great. No one, no, never really quite explain why it doesn't jump out and eat all the crowd who are watching it. But you know what? It likes the water and enjoys its job. <laughs> um, it's it's like you know I can eat all these people now, but then I'm gonna have to find more people. Whereas if I just keep quiet yeah. and I do my job, one yeah. shark a day, one shark a day. That's not bad. That's not bad. And then like any dinosaur, underwater dinosaur has ever wanted, I just sit in this pool. Right. That's what underwater dinosaurs like to do. Right. Yeah. So, um, 
That happens. And, but there's also like, you know, you can go out in the nature, sort of like a, more a safari park experience, but you're in these oh. like kind of bubbles, these kind of like, right. uh, where you can kind of ride along in these sort of things. That are, you dr- are you driving it or is it like on your a track? What's on a track? Uh-huh. Um, but you can go off road. It turns out, oh, like if you're a couple of children and the dinosaur park has been shut down, oh. you can just decide. Ah, uh, you know what? Because what apparently what uh-huh. they do is they let them go out to places unaccompanied, yeah. where there isn't somebody else to turn them back in case of emergency. Oh, that's really yeah. fucking stupid. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> uh, main plot point, I guess, is that there's a couple of kids who are going to a visit to Jurassic World. Right uh-huh. now, they've been sent to Jurassic World. Their auntie. Oh boy! Uh, the distant auntie, mm-hmm. um, she runs. She's like the PR, you know, kind oh, of. Oh, so like they have they have kind of a like they can get inside and yeah and yep right and she's been they've been sent there in a plot point that again is barely set up so mm-hmm. it can be barely resolved. Mm-hmm. Uh, it turns out their parents are probably going to get a divorce. Wow! But that is really terribly set up. Like can I can things. I ask you a question? Yep. Is this is this is the aunt? Is she good with kids? Terrible. With kids. Really. Yep. She's not good with kids, and there's two kids coming to visit her. How old are you? Seven, four, or whatever. Yeah, that's really like you know those good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So they've sent. I'm uh, in so far. Yeah. So what these parents have done? These great parents who are Uh about to get a divorce have sent their children away to be unaccompanied at a monster park. Yeah, I mean, look, if you're divorced, if you're getting a divorce, the first thing you think about is how can my kids die? Right. Well, because mm-hmm. then we don't have to debate who gets them on weekends. Right. Right. You know what? We'll have that argument after we send them to the dinosaur park. Mm-hmm. You know what? We're getting a divorce and we want to be able to talk our kids through this and help them emotionally. So let's send them to their aunt who doesn't understand children who works with dinosaurs. Now, the kids, uh, luckily enough, are unlovable. Um, I don't think they're meant to be, but oh. they are. I think I think that that goes for most kids in uh, movies. So the older one is Zach. Now Zach is probably about I guess fourteen something uh-huh. like that. No, he's trouble, isn't he? And he he's got a girlfriend. Oh boy, at home is he texting her? Well, no. So like she's like text me all the time. Yeah, she loves yeah. him, uh-huh. and she says I love you to him as they're leaving. Maybe he's fifteen or something. Yeah. And then. Uh, he doesn't say I love you back. Oh, and then shit. the whole time at the start, he's like leering at all these girls. Yeah. Like a 15-year-old kid might. But you're like, oh, well, maybe he's going to learn about love or he's going to learn about that he mm-hmm. really loves his girlfriend or that he's going to meet someone else. That Maybe that's the plot line. He's leering at all these girls, but he'll meet someone along yeah. the way. No. No. Just basically they set up a really unsympathetic character. Oh, that's for awesome. For no real I reason. Love I love a kid that can't say I love you and then uh, and then leers at women. Yeah. I think that's perfect. That's a good modern that message. A good child. Yeah, in, in like, you know. Yeah. I guess you guys didn't see that catcalling video that went around the internet, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah. So, uh, and then the kind of over hyperactive, knows too much about dinosaurs, younger kid, uh, whose name is Gray, I believe. Knows a lot about dinosaurs. Knows a lot about dinosaurs. You know why, boys? They love dinosaurs. So boys have a lot of dinosaur knowledge. That's just a boy. I mean, my kid couldn't give a shit. And so he's always running. So they get there. Aunt's not interested. Uh huh. Uh, in in them, know, she in them. she tries to push them off on she somebody else. She pushes them off on her assistant. Oh, that's interesting. Yep. I wouldn't have seen that coming. Her, I, well, you, you did because you just said it. Oh, I did. Yeah. Didn't I? <laughs> you literally saw it coming. Well, I've never seen that in every movie about right. kids. But her, her, here's a twist: her, her mm-hmm. assistant is Asian, I believe. Really? So, yeah, I know. Amazing, right? <laughs> so. 
So he goes back to the kind of now again. I've only seen this once, so I'm like I may be you know skipping around mm-hmm. a little bit here. But essentially, now we've got to get to the the next plot. So she's back now in the like the headquarters. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like this NASA style headquarters where they've got all the is. monitors where you can see all the park and that sort yeah. of thing. And they're talking about um, you know the new attraction because here's the thing to get the sponsors in. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, you got to have a new Coke. attraction. Yeah, if you, a Coca Cola. Here's the thing about Coca-Cola. They will not come on board unless you are increasing your dinosaur every right. year. And, well, well, speaking of Coca-Cola, this movie, by the way, has some of the more outrageous product placement. You know how product placement's got reasonably clever and integrated? Yeah. It's like they've not seen any movie or TV show in the last 20 years. <laughs> Because, like, there's literally a point where Chris Pratt, who, by the way, like, is just so fucking buff, is, like, fixing his yeah. motorbike, and they just, like, link, he's putting, drinking the, can, the bottle of Coke, and he puts it down, and then they just linger <laughs> on the Coke. Like, A, this guy has never had a Coke. Like, the Coke is not part of a, a diet that, like, a, that guy's not drinking those empty calories. He's not yeah. burning those off working with the Raptors, mate. <sighs> so... Anyway, I'm skipping back. I reckon. So they need to get the big sponsors, mm-hmm. right? So there's an opportunity. You could have a corporate message there. You know, the idea that you, they're pushing science too much for corporate interest. That could be okay. an interesting yeah. theme, right? Yeah. They don't explore that. But, it, right. you know, at least there's hinted at. Mm-hmm. So the sponsors, they need something new. Oh, right? they got to, the sponsors got to have something big. Because Tyrannosaurus Rex is not... Yeah, people aren't happy with dinosaurs being brought back to life. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Kids are happy with a fucking toy and a Happy Meal. Yeah, it's, you're, you're it's telling me that you need bigger dinosaurs? Ridiculous. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <sighs> so, anyway, they're working on the fucking Paul Hogan, that's not a knife, this is a knife theory of putting yeah. together a dinosaur part. That's how you should do it. And so, uh, BD Wong, BD mm-hmm. Wong from TV's Law and Order. Oh, yeah. Um, BD Wong's your- he's uh, a scientist. He's your Asian scientist. Is he a, a voice of reason? No. He's, he's not. No, he's the thing. He's the guy who's been splicing together the new, oh, the new dinosaur. Oh, that is so long. And no, and nobody. <laughs> oh God, Sorry. that's the episode's title. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, um. I caught an episode recently because uh, I was talking to Alex Edelman, who you know, yeah. uh, and I was talking to Alex about, we were talking about uh, how Hitler killed Hitler. Uh-huh. And, you know, the thing that everyone always says, if you had time travel, you go back and you kill Hitler. And, uh-huh. you know, if you're going to look at it, like Hitler was history's greatest villain, but he also killed Hitler's, Yeah, you know, he killed Hitler. He, right. he, and so I called the episode The One Good Thing About Hitler and I thought there's going to be at least somebody who like, <laughs> not once. No one. Didn't have to block anyone for that. But fucking Jurassic World, <laughs> blockity block block. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so you're up in the control tower now. Um, nobody knows what BD Wong's been fucking around with with this new. Nobody dinosaur. knows. Well, BD Wong knows. I mean, somebody else has to know. Doesn't he have to build a big? He had to build a big uh, well, I mean, container yeah, probably, to hold the giant. Probably the scientist under Wong knows. Yeah, like, someone else has got to know. So, I mean, yeah. someone was putting the 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 sure. sperm in the other. Wong and his team. Dinosaur. But uh, here's the thing. There's some complications. How big do you think a dinosaur sperm is? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Well, they, it's pretty big. I they, think. They, they lay eggs. I don't even know if they... Well, I mean, they got to fertilize them. Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't have to necessarily come out like... I mean, I don't know. What do you think about a dinosaur cock? <laughs> okay, go ahead. I feel like I've derailed the conversation. I feel like I'm about to get blocked. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it would have been massive if they had some, yeah. spent some time going, but look how big that cock is. Holy, what if it was just tiny, though? Yeah, or so tiny. Disappointing. Like the T Rex. Yeah. Really massive, but tiny little arms. Just tiny little, little, little tiny dick. Yeah. <laughs> it's, cold. it's cold in that water. It's cold. It's shrinkage. <laughs> you guys haven't seen Seinfeld? How does this jo- dinosaur uh, know about Seinfeld? Yeah. <laughs> That's what he does during the day. He's like, yeah, what's yeah. he going to do all day? Watching Seinfeld. It's got a TV. I mean, you guys go home at night. Yeah. <laughs> I sit around with my tiny dick watching Seinfeld. <laughs> can't mess the boat. <laughs> well, my arms can't reach, number one. All right, so um, control tower. Now, here's where, you know. You, so, so you're up above the tree line. You can see. Uh, yeah, well, I guess they're in the, yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. And so the, the Gigantosaurus rex, now what's it called? The Indo- Indominus rex. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in this special enclosure. It hasn't been, it's been. It's secluded. Secluded. Yeah. So it hasn't interacted with any other So nobody knows about it, except for yep. maybe Pepsi. Right. <laughs> yeah, except for Pepsi and Horizon. <laughs> but nobody else is aware of it. Uh, so then we get introduced to like uh, Christopher Pratt's character. Now uh-huh. he's the kind of he's been working with the Raptors and he's their alpha. Like and he's been actually working on a way that he can actually okay control the. Can Raptors. I just say something? Yeah. No. I mean, sure. I mean, absolutely not. Right, but yes, but in imaginary world, like. Almost one of the more believable parts of the entire story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just, because at just, least... Just no. Right. They're, they've created the most vicious... In the past movies, the most vicious dinosaur are these velociraptors. Yeah. And now they have a, a buddy. Now it's a buddy velociraptor. Well, he's, kinda, he's raised them from birth and trained them. And they're still pretty dangerous. But, but even... Although I did see a woman in he's Australia. Like the, he's, like the Cesar, woman he's like the Cesar Milan of... Very much so. Yeah. But there's... I just saw... A, a story about a woman in Australia was the a rap crocodile, yeah. and her husband doesn't doesn't want the crocodile sleeping with the kids. Yeah, what? Yeah, sure. you heard me. Yeah, but she's raised the crocodile since it was a baby, so the crocodile was just like sitting on her on her on her lap on the couch while she was watching TV. So that's what we're talking about with velociraptors. Sorry, I had to pause there for a second just yeah. to respond to a message. Um, all right, so I'll. I'll I'll, I'll more quickly run you through some of this. So um, he's been working with them. That's the idea. So now in comes Vincent D'Onofrio's character. He's uh, from the U.S. military. Of and course he's, he is. He's seen the possibilities that he could use raptors. Oh, for to fight battle. terrorism. Yeah. Holy shit. I can't think of a better idea than a dinosaur fighting against terrorism. Right. It's, it's like even by the standards of these sort of things, it's such an ill-considered like like – it's, you know what you were saying about Chris Pratt? He's barely mastered controlling them a tiny bit. Yeah. And suddenly D'Onofrio is like, well, we can just use them in war zones now. No. I don't. You're no. a fair way away from that still. <laughs> like even in the conceit of the movie. Do you know what I mean? Like even in the process of the conceit of the movie, Chris Pratt barely contains them. I just can't believe that they have come up with a scenario where one man is using Velociraptors for good and another man wants to use them for evil. Right, so that's basically okay. what's happening, right? Okay. So, uh, army, and that that becomes like you know the I story f- of it. through through all the carnage. No matter what goes terribly wrong with what's going wrong in the island, all Vincent Norofeo's character wants to do is start using these guys to attack people. I feel like I'm listening. I'm on the other side of an episode of The Dollop. Right. <laughs> 
that would be a hilarious just one-off episode of the dollop where you take like a movie but like treat it as if it's a historical event like and explain it to gareth <laughs> that would be great like just explaining like say the plot of, go and see terminator genesis go and see the new terminator movie and explain the Terminator movie to Gareth as if those events actually happened. So there was this woman, Sarah Connor. Now, the Connors that had a troubled past. But... All right, so uh, Chris Pratt character, Army, okay. All mm-hmm. right, so suddenly uh, Chris Pratt goes over to visit the, um, the Indominus Rex. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can't find the Indominus Rex. It's in this like uh, containment area, but they can't find it. Where but it's is in it? there. But it's in it. Well, it kind of got out. The walls are so big. Is it a, that, is it a really big area? I mean, it's a big area. Uh-huh. I mean, how could it? But they can't see it on any of the monitors. Have they looked up? Uh, well, it turns out, Dave, that uh, you know BD Wong's been uh, mixing in some something that has mm-hmm. camouflage abilities. Oh, BD! Why yeah. would you do that? There's no reason to do that. I don't know. It was, it was like there was, it was there was a cuttlefish issue or something. Yes. Yeah, but the whole idea is so the sponsors can see the giant thing, and if people go and they can't fucking see it, then there's no point. All right, I'm getting a you little. You know what? Bit. That is that is actually a fair point that I missed. <laughs> Actually, one more thing that I should have been angry about that I was actually fine with, but now that you've explained, makes absolutely no sense at all. Because when he said, "Well, we needed cuttlefish for the whatever," but they have like a sl- uh, okay, right. BT. Yeah. So turns out, so then they go over to the wall, the gate, and there's all these scratches like up the wall, and they're like, "Hang on, could this thing have like actually scaled this wall yeah, and got out yeah, of here?" Yeah, might as well open the door. Right. So we might as well open the door. That's not what happens. Yes. Guys, come on! What the fuck, you... <sighs> okay. So now, essentially, dinosaur is out and about. So they just let the fucking dinosaur out. Let the dinosaur out, and then, like, you know, carnage ensues, because this dinosaur's never met... Because like, Chris Pratt explains them. You've raised it in isolation. It doesn't have any so no context of the world. Context it, of the world. Yeah. All it knows is how to destroy. Right. And so it starts destroying. Now yeah. everyone gets called back to you know to Jurassic Park to the island, right? But uh, wait, where were they? Well, everyone is out and about on safari and stuff like that. Uh, except so everyone's like you're back Zach to and the... Gray who are in their pod. <sighs> Zach and Gray, but you know what? They're having a good. time. But they're like, you know what? We're having a good are time. Are they off roading at that point? Yeah, I mean, they've got triple okay, passes because cool. they're yeah. Annie. They, they, you know, they can do whatever they, they want. They can do whatever they want. It's fine, and no alarm goes off when a pod leaves the no. track. No, no, no okay, no. that's good. No, you can this is like action park, but yeah. for dinosaurs, right? Yeah. So they they get off, yeah, and then and there's a like there's some great moments, like including when the pod gets smashed open and mm-hmm. uh, they run into like this uh, abandoned sort of like shed and there's this Jeep that's been there for like 10 years. Yeah. Right. And, but they once worked on their grandma's car. Sure. And they hotwire this, like these sure. children. That's what children do. Like they get it going literally well, in 30 seconds. I mean, a lot of people don't know this, but American children are taught in primary school how to hotwire cars. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard or whatever her name mm-hmm. is, uh, who was like the, the unsympathetic aunt. She who came from the village her and uh her and um uh, christopher pratt once went on a very unsuccessful date ah because she's a little rigid yeah and he's like and laid he's, back yeah and, he's laid right. back and and those are two different personalities right. and but 15 mm-hmm. minutes later through no real reason they'll mm-hmm. be together um, well because um when you're put in a dangerous situ- situation around dinosaurs often you you will find love right 
and that's what they do. Yeah. And that's pretty much how well they explain it. <laughs> so that's how much character arc you see in that situation. Yeah. They then proceed to run around this island for 40 minutes or Looking so. for the kids? Yeah, and, and being scared by dinosaurs and yeah. nearly eaten and all those sort of things. And what? How, what's, where's B.D. Wong? Uh, B.D. Wong's uh, – like then uh, Vin- Vincent D'Onofrio uh-huh. has come in and he's like, uh, hang on, well, we need to get the raptors involved here. We need to, like, get the raptors to right. fight the big dinosaur, right? Mm-hmm. That's the only solution. To nah, get- I can't see any problems. Right. So – Okay, so that basically, so Bryce Dallas Howard runs around in high heels for the whole thing, by the way. High heels for the whole thing, literally. What? There's not even a joke about it. She knows seriously? Why would she be in high heels in the fucking first place? Uh, I mean, there's so many issues with this film. So, when did she learn to become a mom? Oh, during this process. Oh, good. Yeah, during the running around from dinosaurs. Because Again, through no character transition at all, but she does learn that the real secret to life is being in love with Chris Pratt and liking children. Well, that's, and that's why she doesn't get killed, because she goes on that journey. I mean, I think that's inherently what all women strive for, is to figure out how to be a mom and a wife. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's why she wins at the end. Yeah. She gets a guy she didn't like because yeah. they chase dinosaurs together and she's going to be a mum and a wife, which were not her dream. She which was is a true. successful I mean, businesswoman. Yeah, she was a very successful yeah. businesswoman. But yeah. this is great but she for got her. taught her lesson. This is great for her. She's exactly. learned what life is. Life is really about. And that's her at home yeah. cooking. I think the dinosaurs wrote the movie. <laughs> so... So then uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, Kingpin, he decides that he's going to, like, needs the raptors to fight the dinosaur. So Chris Pratt goes down and is like, okay, well, okay, I'll, All right. I'll lead the raptors. All right, I'll lead, I'll lead my army of raptors. Right, so that's the scene on the motorbike, which I thought was quite yeah. cool. Okay. <laughs> Right. How many raptors are there? Uh, there's like six, I think. Uh, I would have gone with like 25. Yeah, uh, there'll be 10 at the next press conference. <laughs> so <laughs> more raptors, that's what we need. <laughs> Uh, so then uh, they go out to the big dinosaur, the Indominus, and it turns out that uh, the big ingredient, the reason that Wong would never tell like what was in the Indominus Rex was... Oh, wait, there's something else? Raptor. There's some raptor in there as well. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, well... <laughs> No, it means that despite the fact that it wasn't raised around raptors, instinctively it can understand raptors and can communicate with them, apparently. No. So, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, it absolutely does no, not. Not in any way. It absolutely world. does not mean that no, at all. It doesn't. Okay. But then the raptors turn against Christmas. I have, alpha, we all have from a percentage of Neanderthal in us. Yeah. If I met a Neanderthal, I wouldn't be able to speak Neanderthal. Well. Well. Or would you? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so basically that's what happens. I'm saying it. So the Indominus has a little powwow, and then uh-huh. there's a scene where someone in the control. So, room. so they talk. They, they are they talking to each other? Well, in there. So heads, they they is Chris Pratt there, and all the di- the yeah. dinosaurs come together, and yeah. then they're like the. And so instead of this big fight, the Indominus is like, "Hey man, what's up? What are you guys yeah. doing?" And yeah. the Raptors are like, "I don't know. What are you doing? We were this guy. We were this oh, guy. You He's know this guy? Fight. Is this guy cool? Yeah, this guy's cool. cool. Yeah. So should I follow him too? Yeah, maybe. Is that kind of what no. happens? No, no, no. It's the opposite. The raptors are like, what, the big raptors are like, why are you with this fool? And yeah, they're like, what are you talking about? Well, and cool, and he's like, what? Are you, don't you fucking know who you are, yeah. bitch? You're he killers. You. you can't be with this fucking yeah. dude. What? The white man? You let the you white man run your you shit? <laughs> It's a great moment, to be honest. Like, really powerful. <laughs> Comment on American racism. Oh, yeah. I uh, so. 
Uh, yeah, that what's that's what happens. And so then for and like, so then the Raptors so and the Adominus so are going crazy together. So in the control room, they're like, oh no, they've accepted him as the Alpha. By the way, I forgot to tell you, there's a little bit of comic relief in the in the control oh, room as well. Thank God. Uh, there's, the, there's a funny little uh, there's a funny the, little guy at the monitor. There's a guy at the monitor. Yeah. It's the dude from uh, the New Girl. Oh, he's funny. Yeah, the Jack Johnson. Yeah. That's yeah, he's him. very funny. Yep. So there's him playing the, you know, grown up Xander, you know, oh, version yeah. that he always plays. Uh-huh. But he's also the guy who's wearing on this day the old Jurassic Park t shirt that hey. he's on eBay. You know, hey. he's got some real. Yeah. And then there's the girl who always looks to me. She's in Orange is the New Black. She's like the prison guard. She's funny. She always looks like a mixture between. Um, uh, oh, this is going to be a terrible thing to say about a performer. I don't really know what her name is, but she always reminds me of like if Christian Schaal and uh, Kristen Schaal and. Uh, What's the, what's the uh, girl, Chelsea Peretti? She looks uh-huh. like a mixture between those two Okay, girls. that's a weird mixture, but yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, I can't remember what her name is, but she's in Orange is the New Black. She's funny. And they have the, like a little funny like thing. Mm-hmm. And there is one moment towards the end where like you have the dinosaurs and it's a big romantic moment and everyone's having their romantic moment and he kind of turns to her to go to give her a kiss and she like does this thing where she's like, oh, I've got a boyfriend. <laughs> like, and I was like, oh, that's funny. That's like, there's a moment yeah. that's actually really funny. She probably like, improvised that. Right, yeah, yeah. probably. <laughs> <laughs> they debated for weeks whether to cut it. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Yeah, so that all happens, uh, and then it turns out that if your kids nearly get killed by dinosaurs under a negligent auntie who finds love, then you don't need to get divorced anymore. Wait, so what happens to the Raptors and then Dominus? Ah, they. Oh no, Chris. They get on back on Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt gets them back through no explained reason. They just kind of are like, oh, yeah, we, we heard what you had to say. They're like the guys who went to fight with ISIS, who then realized that fighting with ISIS wasn't really what they uh-huh. wanted. And yeah. we're like, hang on, maybe we're back with these guys. Yeah, this guy's really crazy. Yeah. I can't see him half the time. Oh, and the jumpy out dinosaur is helpful towards the end. Oh, jumpy out? Yeah, the, t- the T-Rex and the jumpy out of the The water pool, one? The water one is helpful in, 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 hurt, in killing the other So one. they kill the Indominus. Yeah, I think end. so. I think that's what happens at the end. But then it can be really... invisible if it wants. Or is it like a, is it like a, 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 a getting cloaked in Star Trek where they can't actually speed when they're cloaked? They just have to sit there. Is it like the earlier... I Star feel Trek like that episode? was a plot device they used once and never, followed, never thought about again. That's interesting because uh, that would be its big defense mechanism. Right. And so it would just go... Uh, camouflage and then kill everybody. I mean, you make a fair point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should go get mad at this movie. It sounds really terrible. Terrible. Can I tell you that the San Andreas, I went with uh, my friend Rick Remender, who's a comic book writer, and we just sat there and just told each other what was going to happen next through the whole movie and laughed. So it's, it's such a fun, it's such a terrible movie. That's fine. That and it's you know what? tremendous. And that's what hurt me about this was if they tried it even just a tiny little bit, it could have been fine. Yeah. Like it's it's so I, – I think with something like San Andreas, you know it's just going to be big and dumb and fun. Yeah. Whereas this like pretends that it's not that. And yeah. it also shits me that it was the biggest fucking opening movie in the entire fucking world. It doesn't matter anymore. It, 
Yeah. It doesn't matter. Plots don't matter. Nothing matters. All that matters is the big things running around. That's and, it. And they tend to be the people I block with the people who be like, well, it doesn't really matter, Mom. You know what? We deserve better. We do deserve better. We and you can make that. that a good movie. You can. It's so not hard to easy do. to make it a good movie. I could think of five, ten writers that could that in three weeks could make that a good movie. Right. Like, it just the idea. They're it's not, my constant thing I say. One less dinosaur, one less transformer. Yeah. Pay the writer that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's not that. It's the studio coming up with the ideas. It's just like why people hated the Avengers and were mad at Josh Whedon. Well, Josh Whedon didn't make any of those decisions. Right. Marvel makes every fucking decision months ahead of time, and then you go in and you get to maybe write some dialogue. That's pace, writing a movie. You get to pace it together. 52 superhero movies are planned. And I'll watch every one of them. <laughs> Maybe not Batman versus Superman, but the rest I'm definitely up We probably have to go to Aquaman together. I definitely want to say that. I mean, who rules the fish? Who runs the fish? Who runs the fish? Uh, Tell me this, Dave. Uh, We did all the plugs, so people have heard those. Uh, So we don't need to plug it again. But let's talk about LA Podcast Festival. That is one that... Come. And if you can't come, you'll be able to see it online. But that'd be really cool. That's a... Oh, you know what I would mention? Uh, James Fosdyke is doing a sale on his Red Bubble page oh, yeah. uh, of his art up until uh, the end of the financial year in Australia, which is June 30. So if you um, want to buy some merch, that is a really good time to do that. There's a uh, number that I put, uh, here, like a code or whatever, uh, like a cheap code that I put on my Twitter and Facebook and all that so you can find that so you can get the 25% discount. Yeah, all his stuff. And if you give it to my Kickstarter, Kickstarter stuff is still going out. We're doing a ten-minute podcast a week. I talked to someone who was like four hours south of Perth, who was a farmer for like ten minutes. Is that right? Yeah, it was really cool. Oh, uh, cool. That's really fun. Yeah. Uh, what about your Patreon page? How's that going? Are people That's supporting actually going that? good. Yeah, people are, people are supporting that, and it's nice because I think we're getting to the point where we will not have to do ads at all. Um, we have one campaign scheduled, but I think that then we'll be done because. Yeah, it's nice that people are giving, and uh, and we've added the perk of you know those people get first dibs to tickets, live tickets, and then maybe we'll do uh, you know an occasional podcast just for those people. Yeah, Charlie and I um, are looking at that model. I've been looking over the years like at a way to um, kind of make this thing sustainable, and the, the only real reason is that it can kind of keep going how it goes now. Mm-hmm. Like it could just keep going like this. Yeah, but. There are some things that if we had a bit more money, we could do some cooler things and we could do some more regular things. And, right. You know, there's just, you know, a few more things. I think it's at the point in the podcast now where I want to be able to do those things. Yeah. That, so I need to look at a way to do it. And I've never wanted to run ads on the podcast. And uh, and I don't want people to have to pay for it. That's yes. always been my thing. No, I don't I, want that. I want yeah. the, the, like, if you are a person who does not want to pay for this, um, and if uh, or can't, uh, not in a position right. to pay college for college student who has no money. Totally. You know? I still want you to be able to have it and enjoy it, and I don't want even want old episodes to have to be paid for. Because you know, right. we, over the, I've looked at it all. I've looked at the, old, the get the app. You know, make your old ones per, per pay. Yeah. Make, but I don't want that. I want people to be able to access it at all times. And yeah, we do the t-shirts and we do that sort of thing. But it's very haphazard, and it doesn't mean that we have any consistency or can make any plans. Right. I'd be, I'd almost be, I'd be really interested in like getting someone to kind of help out a little bit with the podcast with a few things. And, you know, you can't just pay that one person on going, well, we'll sell some t-shirts here or there. So I think the Patreon one, because basically what it means is that people, if they want to support the podcast can go along and, you know, 
well, you can probably explain it a little bit better than I can even at the moment, but they can just, it's almost like a subscription. Yeah, it's like a subscription. You're basically just donating monthly. It's right. just, you, and it's anywhere from one to, I think, $50 is what we set up. So but you like, just donate But also monthly. like a Kickstarter or like a, you know, one of those, uh, you can kind of put different levels or, you know, little uh, offers or incentives yes. and those sort of things. And so Charlie and I th- have been thinking about that a lot because like, for example, we got the person to tr- transcribe, um, you know, the hundredth the show. Oh. Oh, yeah. And we were going to turn it into like a book, you know, because uh-huh. we're the stenographer. But yeah. it was like, well, how do you sell the book or whatever? We're thinking that maybe when we do those sort of things, you know, go, well, there's a level on the page that's like, you know, whatever it is that covers the cost of the books and yeah. gives us a little bit of thing. And like if you sign up to that level, you know, you get – the book or yeah. you know you get the we we tape yeah you could get the live that we did a dvd live version um we filmed the hundredth oh you did but it's going to cost us like you know probably a thousand dollars or whatever to get it mixed and right. put up and blah 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 so the idea that you could go okay well, we'll put this level up and if we can get enough people to pay for it we'll you know then it's up and out and yeah yeah once it's up and out if people need to fucking find it for free later on they will it's just a way for people to like you said, first tickets, yeah. first look at things, yeah. and maybe give us a little bit more of a base that we can kind of grow on. So Charlie and I have been talking about that one, and of all the things that like have come along, that seems to me – because it's like one of those things that means that if you want to support it and you want to like, you know, you can, but for yeah. everybody else it won't really make any difference to the podcast, which is kind of a model we've been looking for. So right. I think we will have a more serious look at, you know, how we go forward with that going. You yeah, know. It's okay. I think it's a good model. Yeah. All right. Uh, Thanks, guys. Thanks, Dave. Thank you. Uh, I'll talk to you again soon.